0: Happiness runs in a circular motion. Thought is like a little boat up on the scene. Hello, and welcome to Campfires
1: everything. and Color Wars, a podcast about summer camps and the feel. stories we love to tell happiness about them. Runs, like the time runs, we tried to explain to our non-camp runs, friends the concept runs, of camp goggles. Happens, if you know, happens, you know. I'm Micah Hart, and for the next 45 minutes or so, we're going to press pause on the world around us and transport back to the days of our adolescence. And the school year was just one long rest hour between days at camp. This is part two of a trio of mini episodes. I don't know how many they are. They're each about thirty plus minutes. I mean, that's a that's a regular episode for some podcasts. Not for us, baby. We're usually clocking in. You know, I say forty-five minutes or so. It's usually or so. Uh, but uh, this is part two as we are celebrating Valentine's Day uh, with these camp couples' stories. Again, thanks to everyone who reached out uh, wanting to share their stories. Perhaps we will find other ways to get some of those out there as well. Uh, and there's always next year, I hope. Um, oh, that got dark. Uh, okay, uh, a couple quick uh, housekeeping notes. Uh, if you are interested in having your story featured on Campfires and Color Wars, you can always email us at summercamppod at gmail.com. If you're going to do that, of course, why not take the time to give us a review or a rating on iTunes or any other rating platform so we can continue to reach as many former campers as we can. I'll give a quick plug to Who Knows One, our Jewish Geography game show, which is every other Wednesday night at 8.30 Eastern Time on the Who Knows One Facebook page. And we are just back from a live show tour uh, as we are recording this in, uh, in mid-February and prepping for our next run of shows in early May. If you are interested in bringing Who Knows One to your community, you can reach out to us at info at com. That's info at who knows the number one dot com. Okay, let's get on with our second mini episode featuring Brian and Samantha Eisenstein. They are from the Camp Shy camp community in uh, the you know Chicago area, and they may reach outside of that, but it is called Camp Shy, C-H-I, so I feel like that's, that's generally who they're, who they're speaking to, though the camp is in Wisconsin. Uh, really, really enjoyed this conversation with Samantha and Brian. Uh, they have a wonderful, specifically wonderful engagement story which I think is why so many people reached out and suggested them uh, as guests, and uh, I dare say they did not disappoint. So without further ado, let's hear their camp love story, our conversation with Samantha and Brian Eisenstein. So I put out a call uh, on Facebook asking for people to share their camp stories, uh, their camp couple stories. Um, and several people recommended to me that, that I speak to, to the two of you because of your camp story. So tell us your story as a camp couple. Hi. Hey there.
0: Uh, so I'm Sam. I'm Brian. And we met in 2002 at jcc camp chai in beautiful lake Dalton, wisconsin um it was not love at first sight i will oh, i will share from my point of view uh we were just friends at first
2: it took almost a year to wear her down <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm fairly persistent
0: yeah.
1: Are you the same age? Like in you know, because that obviously plays a role in in camp, especially when you're campers or staff. Like, how old were you when you first met at camp?
0: Yeah. So I was uh, staff in training. I was at, actually up at camp early with my mom during staff week. Um, because she was one of the nurses. She ended up being the head nurse. And so I was up early, and I just got to hang out during staff week. Um, and I hung out with my friends that were a little bit older and already staff members. um, and a part of this friend group and um people that were hanging out with was Brian. Um, and I didn't know him before then. Um, and that's actually when we met at camp was during staff week,
2: so. It's my 12th summer at camp. I know everybody there. And then all of a sudden it's staff week and there's this cute blonde girl who's <laughs> hanging out who I've never seen before. And I noticed she's got um, a bracelet on her wrist from the Tranestasio Band concert. And I've got the same one on my wrist. So this is an inn. She likes good music and I can talk to her. I've got something to say. And it was super exciting. And then I learned that she was going to be a sit and she was up at camp because her mom was the nurse. Um... So kind of had to pump the brakes on that one a bit. (laughs) Um, But we became friends and we talked. And like I said, I was persistent over time. Um, And then I think what we started dating in like February after that summer.
0: Yeah, it wasn't until like later the winter following that summer that we actually started officially dating.
1: And just to pause for a half second on what you described, because I remember that very specifically. When you go to a summer camp where everybody returns year after year, when anybody new shows up, I mean, it's like it it's like out of like a scenes out of like a nature documentary. I mean, like everybody is kind of like checking them out, sniffing around. like it's, you know, your your reaction, I can easily picture that
2: <laughs> i it was hard to understand how there was somebody with my taste in music <laughs> who was really cute, who I didn't already like no one had been rejected by
1: <laughs> fair enough yeah
0: uh so i visited the university of wisconsin where brian was at a couple of times to check out the school visit friends that were there um and that's really when we started to get to know each other and when brian was home on winter break that's when we really realized there was something there and then and then we started dating uh and then uh, as uh i think a high school and college age romance goes there was a bit of uh disconnect and we actually broke (laughs) up for a little bit um brian broke my heart and dumped me and uh eventually realized that was a big mistake and we got back together uh about a year later when i or about a year and a half later when i was in college
2: yeah that sounds right (laughs)
1: I mean, I have to say, I'm not choosing sides here. We're all winners, but college age and high school romances, most of the time end the way (laughs) what you're describing. It's pretty hard to be in college and and have a significant other who is not there, let alone not in college. So, you know, I, I think, uh, You know, I get it. We
2: still kept in touch, like, you know, it it clearly, because we're here now, 20 years later, you know, it wasn't the end of things, but I think, yeah, it was was a healthy time for us.
1: Yeah. I'm sure that none of that is of comfort to you, Sam, nor would it have made you feel any better at the time.
0: No, I was (laughs) devastated.
1: (laughs) Plus, it's the opposite for the high school person, because how cool is it to say that you're dating someone who's in college i mean you can't you really can't top that
2: not just someone in college but someone in college who has a ford taurus like
1: you didn't even I mention that on. oh my god yeah so that's that's like that. extra devastating yeah <laughs> okay so you break up for a time and then how did it uh, rekindle
0: uh we were just hanging out again like over over the summer i was i was back from camp i was working at camp Um, And I was home before I went back to school Um, and we were hanging out and Brian, I'll share this, (laughs) you shared with me that you realized uh, that you had a dream and you realized in that dream you were like devastated that you made a mistake by breaking up with me and that you couldn't see your life without me. Um, And that made you realize like how much we were really meant to be together and that was it, and we've been together since.
2: It, it was my Joseph
1: moment, <laughs> right? And and your reaction to that, you were you were just like, "That sounds good to me, let's go." Or did you have trepidation?
0: Um, I I don't think I had any trepidation. Like, I think I still <laughs> yeah. had obviously I still had feelings for him, and um, yeah. I mean, I wasn't seeing anyone else, so yeah, we, we made it work.
1: That's awesome. And so now you're back together and then what happens?
0: Uh, so then we had a long distance relationship, uh, for a very long time. Cause I was in college, um, Brian was in Chicago and I was at the university of Illinois. So about a two hour drive. Um, and then I also studied abroad in Israel. Um, so I was gone for a whole semester, abroad. Uh Brian came to visit me, which was a lot of fun. And you know, I still had my senior year when I returned from Israel, uh and you know, Brian would come visit, I would come home. Um and we made it work, you know, 2-hour car ride is not so bad. And um then we moved in together the year after I graduated. Um and we lived together for a year and we we knew then, like this was serious. we're gonna kind of take the next step forward. Um, however, we uh, we hit the recession. It was two thousand eight. I had plans to go to grad school in New York, and the plan was at first, Brian was gonna move to New York with me. Um, and then we quickly realized Brian had a very great job, and that would be silly for him to up and move to New York with me. Um, and this was before, you know, anyone did really remote work. So Brian <laughs> stayed in Chicago. Um, and then we had a two-year-long uh, engagement apart while I was in grad school in New York.
1: So you were already engaged at that point.
0: So Brian proposed to me the summer before, like the summer that I was like leaving to go to New York. So that summer I was staffing a camp Shy, the camp that we met at. A five-week camping trip called Pacific Northwest or PNW, um, and this was a five-week living out of tents, taking a coach bus, uh, basically from Wisconsin to Canada, the west coast of Canada, like Vancouver, and then back through the Rockies to Wisconsin again. So over five weeks, um, hiking, rafting, biking, any kind of outdoor adventure you can think of. Um, that sounds incredible, weeks. and I just, it's I the greatest I just wanna- trip.
1: I was going to say just very quickly, because I went to camp in Mississippi. Uh, we did not have any anything like that. Uh, and this past summer, I, I visited various summer camps doing different programming. And one of the ones I went to was Tamarack, Michigan. And they have, a, I think, a similar type of program. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God, like I, that just sounds like the best time.
2: I went on that trip in 98, the first year they ran it. And it was a life-changing experience. Like It's definitely like at the turning point of my life, you know, I became who I am today. On that trip, I gained my confidence, appreciation for being outside, all of that good stuff. The kind of things that people want to send their kids to do, like it all happened to me at the same time that, that summer.
1: That's awesome.
2: Very excited for Sam that she was able to take it out and lead it. I was very jealous that I had this stupid real job back home where I had to you know, like wear khakis and the inside.
1: <laughs> okay. So you're very familiar with this program, obviously. That's yes. and,
0: and it was my second summer staffing it. So I had already staffed it the summer before and I returned because it's such an amazing opportunity. I didn't do it as a camper. Like none of my friends did it. So I didn't do it. Um, but I realized as a staff, very quickly that this was something that I wanted to do. And it was a mistake not going on it as a 14 or 15 year old. Um, so I staffed it the first summer. I loved it. It was an amazing opportunity. And so I staffed it again. Um, and being away for like five weeks was rough than knowing that I was going to be then moving to New York. Um, so we had talked about getting engaged. We like I knew it was probably going to happen that summer. I just didn't know when.
2: I was such a dick. <laughs> I Like a couple times during the summer, I would just compulsively like pat my pockets like I was checking for a ring or a box. I tied my shoes that summer more than I've ever tied in my life, even if I didn't have laces on, <laughs> uh, just to get a rise out of her. Um, at one point we lived like two blocks from Wrigley Field and we were walking to a game and I patted my pocket a couple of times and she turned and said, if you propose to me at the Cubs game, I'm going to fucking kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like we, we, we were on the same page. We knew it was coming, but I was having fun.
0: So I, I leave to go on this five week adventure. uh, And this, you know, it was the mid summer, the, the, the trip left early July. And I'm like, okay, well, like maybe it'll happen when I get back. Like, you know, not a big deal. Like what, like we, I, we're in the talks about it. Like it's going to happen. I just was like, okay, like I'm going away for five weeks. Um, and you know, a, a part of me thought like maybe he'll come out to, um, uh, we go to, um, Banff and Jasper and, you know, beautiful, uh, the most amazing sites, like, you can see, I think, like, some of the most beautiful places, and I thought, like, oh, maybe he's gonna come out to here, to, like, Lake Louise, where it's this beautiful Glacier Lake, and, like, he'll propose there, we, we went to Lake Louise, we went to Banff and Jasper, we, no, no Brian, I'm like, okay, whatever, I didn't really, it was like, if he's gonna do it, it's probably gonna be here, doesn't happen, so I, I'm not upset, and, like, the trip keeps going, and, um, and it's towards the, it's the last week of the trip, um, and we're having a really great time. I love my campers. I love my co staff. I have the most amazing co staff that summer, and um, and then I get the one of the biggest surprises of my life.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna take over. Okay, so I don't know if Micah, you, or your listeners have ever had the pleasure of driving across South Dakota, but for about. 200 miles in each direction of Wall Drug, there are signs advertising the greatest place on Earth, the Waldrug drugstore. Um, I know about it because I'm of the age that I watched uh, Road Rules and it was a central plot point on season one that they were able to go to Wall Drug. It is a tourist trap in the middle of nowhere, but they've got 400 billboards. And I believe it's probably one of the most romantic places on Earth. <laughs> so I knew Sam was going to be on this trip and I know that coming back um, from, was it Yellowstone?
0: Uh, Cody. Yeah, Cody, we were in yeah. Wyoming.
2: Okay. Coming back through Wyoming, you're going to drive through South Dakota and you're definitely going to stop at Waldrug and I have her rough itinerary down and I decide, I think before she's even left, that I'm going to fly out to South Dakota and I'm going to propose to her at Drug, like under the giant jackalope, right? Like what could be that? There's free water, there's fresh donuts, like this is what every girl dreams of. I'm going to make that happen. Um, and based on the schedule, it is clear to me that she's gonna be at Wall Drug on a Monday. And it just so happens it's the Monday after Lollapalooza, and the the next day there's a fish concert in Chicago. So I've got five, four days of concert tickets. There's one free day in the middle. So I book a flight from Chicago through Denver to Rapid City, South Dakota um first thing in the morning and i fly out with the ring in my pocket um the plane to rapid city south dakota has one seat on each side of the strip and everybody else on the plane was on a first name relationship with the flight attendant i guess everybody else is going out to south dakota for their oil jobs and it was me and they they thought it was weird there's a stranger on their plane but cool um i go to rent a car the car rental place has six cars and they tell me to take the white one (laughs) <laughs> um, just never experienced anything on the scale. And I get in the car and I drive to wall drug. And like, after I land in the airport, I text, Sam like, Hey, like I'm bored at work, you know, installing software. What are you guys doing today? I know where she's going. I'm just, I'm playing around. I want to surprise her. She doesn't respond. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go. And I get there. And as I'm pulling off the exit, it's about an hour drive from rapid city to wall. I get a text from her saying, Oh, we got a late start. Uh, We're going to wall drug tomorrow. (laughs) Fuck. There's no, you told me I could swear. (laughs) All right. So I got to, I got to think about this. Um, I pull off. I text her back. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, what are you guys doing today? Where are you going? Oh yeah. You know, we, we slept in. We had a late night. Uh, We're going to Mount Rushmore um, on the way to the campsite. I think. Yeah. This is probably before G this before GPS.
0: Yeah. Right? No, so, no, like, I great. look at I a Blackberry. At, yeah. You
2: had a Four or five my at, phone. Right. Yeah. Definitely not. So, I look at like an Atlas and I'm like, oh, it's yeah. an hour the other way from Rapid City. So, I get my free water donut. I take a couple selfies there um, with my flip phone <laughs> because at this point, I'm already like, oh, this has gone really poorly. And if nothing else, when she gets back, I'll show her a picture of how I was at Waldrug. Uh, I get in the car and I'm going about 95 miles an hour um, through the middle of nowhere, back through Rapid City, back to Mount Rushmore, couple text messages, just trying to see what's going on. But like, I can't be asking too many questions because she doesn't know what's coming. Right. You, you got to keep it casual.
1: Yeah. Gotta, I haven't told- You got to be breezy.
2: <laughs> I haven't told anybody. Her family doesn't know. I think I, I told your brother and that was it. I didn't trust anybody else. Um. So I get to uh, Mount Rushmore about two hours later. I have no idea what their timing is, but like, I can see, I know what the coach bus looks like. Um, And I see where all the buses are parked and they're not there. Freak out a little bit. I'm like, did I miss them? Like that's going to suck if I miss them. And so, you know, send like a couple texts, like, just like asking what's going on, you know, no response because Sam's bus is driving, from Wyoming to Nowheresville, South Dakota, there's no signal. Right. Um, I'm like, all right, well, you know, my flight home is in four hours, five hours, something like that. So um, I'm just going to go chill. And I walk around, look at Mount Rushmore. I'd been there before. You know, it's not as impressive as it looks in the pictures. <laughs> um, there's, there's really great ice cream. We'll come back to that. And then I end up like there's, you know, I find a trail and I go, I find a spot in the forest and I just like. Take a couple of deep breaths and relax. I commune with nature. Is this Snow White or Cinderella where all the animals come to Snow her? White. The Snow White. Yeah, I had a Snow White moment where I was just chilling and like the birds came and the squirrels came and like we were just relaxing. And like from this vantage point I've got, I can see the coach bus parking. And then all of a sudden that red and white Lamer's bus pulls up and my heart starts flying. And so like I sneaked on, I've already spotted a position where i could see everybody getting off the bus and i am so nervous and i watch as all these kids get off and the counselors get off and sam's not on the bus (laughs) it's important to know that this summer there are two coach buses coming from camp because it's such a popular program and so i see everyone get off the bus i see some of the other staff who i know and i'm like all right well sam's not here and i walk up to them like hey guys like do you know where sam's bus is and they're like what the fuck are you doing here <laughs> I'm like oh yeah you know I decided I was gonna propose at wall drug but you guys screwed up my schedule so here I am um do you have any idea where the other bus is and like one of the guys doesn't really know me and like he thought he was gonna have to fight me for a minute because he thought I was just some stranger somebody else recognized me He's really too. yeah 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 he was trained yeah um <laughs> And they're like, no, we, you know, we haven't seen them since we left the campsite. But like, I guess I can call Sam's cell and ask. I'm like, yeah, come up with whatever story you need to know, Like, I just need to know if I'm going to be able to see her before I leave because my flight is now in three hours.
1: Uh, just a quick tech question. Yeah. How frequently would the buses be like out of contact with each other that they wouldn't know where the others are? Because every bus trip I've taken, the buses are, you know. One after another on the road,
0: yeah. because this trip, there's like camping and all these different activities, it's really hard to do with a group of like sixty. So the buses did split up from like time to time. like, depending on like what campsite you were at, like, could they hold, you know, I don't know, whatever it was, twenty tents. like sometimes we did have to do like separate days. It just Got depended it. on like where we were and stuff because it's a lot of people. Um, but like the last part of this trip, there was a lot of, like, the buses being together at the same places, um so I think at this point of the trip, like we would have been there at the same time had we not, like left really like really late in the morning. So this is
1: not just irresponsibility. This is like legitimately, it's baked into the trip that you would not necessarily be. Yeah, yeah. got it. Okay, yeah. was well, just curious. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is obviously a very important part of the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: So they 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 call you to find out like where your bus is with some like smokescreen question about like yeah. having to do laundry yeah. or something. Yeah,
0: like yeah, yeah, yeah. They like made up some story about like a kid like like needed a new sleeping bag. They like barfed in their sleeping bag, something like that. To be like, do you have a sleeping bag, an extra one, or like? Like, are you doing laundry in the next, like, two days? Like, some story to try and figure out, like, where we were and if we could give them our extra sleeping bag. Um, And I was just like, what is going on? Like, no, we don't have an extra sleeping bag. Like, why does it matter? Like, we're not doing laundry. There's three days left in the trip. Like, what, what is going on with you? And I was just, like, kind of, like, annoyed, annoyed that we are running late, you know, because we were then off schedule. Um, i'm like we're just trying to get to mount rushmore like we'll see you in like an hour i don't know like we're you know there's no gps so like we're kind of just like guessing here
1: it feels like they could have just said hey when are y'all getting to mount rushmore yeah like i don't you don't need the pretense it almost seems like the pretense no, they, they were nervous about
2: calling because they didn't want to raise any suspicion and like I guess didn't normally call you to find out where you were. Yeah, we
0: really, like, unless there was, like, an activity, like, scheduled together, like, there was yeah. really no reason Got to it. be, like, checking in unless, like, something happened right. or, like, you needed help or yeah. something.
2: So, and I remember, like, the, you know, you said, like, you're, like, an hour and a half. It was, like, an hour and a half or two. I was, like, a long time. So, like, I went back to my rental car. I watched a bunch of episodes of Arrested Development on my laptop. Like, I had brought the DVD with. um And... Eventually, I'm like, all right, it's time, like, and I go back to my nature position where I can see the buses and I see the next bus pull up. And I'm like, all right, this is going to be it. And then I run to my hiding spot and I had decided that I've been there before. And once you're there once, you get it. Faces in the mountain. But the real thing that's going to bring you back time and time again is the ice cream shop with these monumental scoops of ice cream. I'm t- It's like the size of Abraham Lincoln's face. <laughs> um waffle cone just it's a stupid amount of ice cream and i know sam and she is going to get off the bus make sure all the kids are there and then take a beeline to get her ice cream so i'm gonna i find a column and i just hide behind it and i wait and i wait and then all of a sudden i hear her voice and she's singing about ice cream (laughs) and like do you remember
1: (laughs) what you were singing
0: no, maybe it was just like ice cream. We scream. We all scream for ice cream because, like, you know, it camp food, like camping food is a lot after four <laughs> weeks. And I was just very excited for some ice cream,
2: yeah. so I she turns the corner, goes right past me, and I kind of just fall in line behind her, skipping and singing about ice cream with my campers, yeah, with the campers. Nobody has ever seen me before. Um And then all of a sudden, like, Sam realizes that it's my voice next to hers. and she, screams and like turns around and screams and everybody is now staring at us and I got down on a knee I'm pretty sure I asked her to marry me and I'm at this point I believe she said yes but like I don't really remember the next <laughs> moments it struck me that I had done all of this logistics and this planning I had scoped out all of these different hiding spots at Mount Rushmore but I never thought about what I was going to say once I saw her until we were in the moment like I missed that whole part of it but it seems like she said yes because we're married now. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of pictures because all the kids were about to take pictures of Mount Rushmore. Um, so that was cool and natural. And then the kicker, free ice cream.
0: Because the ice cream people saw what was happening because it was right outside the ice cream shop. And they're like, come on in. It's on us. So that was great.
1: <laughs> that is incredible. And and if I may say, so cool that you weaved it into this experience that clearly made such an impact on both of your lives. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Brian took the ring back because I still had like three days left of this camping trip and there was no way I was going to be, you know, camping with this engagement ring. Um, And so it was very quick because he had to get back to the airport. So basically it was like, okay, like we took some pictures we hugged. We hung out for a little bit.
2: You called every person. I called every person I that I knew. Kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then that was it. And then he went back to the airport and I went back on my
1: bus. What did your campers think of this?
0: Uh, They thought it was so cool. They thought that it was like the most like romantic thing. They um like, I'll still every now and then like hear about it. It was like, oh, you were the one that got proposed to on PNW. Oh, that was your trip. Like it will come up like every now and then that like this thing happened on PNW. Um, you know, 14 years later. Uh something like that. 13 years later and um yeah, it's like, you know, it's it's awesome.
1: That's that's yeah. I feel like an under like your marriage and building a family together is great. Congratulations. But I do feel like it's worth noting it's pretty cool when you get to be a part of like camp lore yeah like it's cool to think that there is something that happened that you're happy about that you're proud of right (laughs) that (laughs) that people are still talking because it can go the opposite direction without question
2: Yeah.
0: yeah yeah um yeah and then we were engaged and then we decided to get married at camp so then we had our wedding at camp
1: that's awesome so it's funny one of the other uh, camp couples, uh, part of this podcast uh, also got married at camp. So just quickly give me kind of the broad strokes, for what that, what that experience was like.
0: Uh, we rented all of camp. So there's like a retreat side and then like the regular like camp side. And so our friends got to pick if they wanted to stay in the cabins or if they wanted to stay on the retreat side. Um, we had camp for the whole weekend, you know, sports fields not pools because it was after it was September. So it was after, but, um, you know, kind of, we just had a free for all of camp almost. And, um, we had our, you know, closest 200 something (laughs) friends. It was, it was not a small wedding. We thought it was going to be much smaller because it was, you know, our camp is three hour drive from Chicago. There's no real easy way to fly into it. Um, and so we thought it was going to be much smaller, but everyone just loved the idea of being away at camp for the weekend that like Many, many people said yes who we didn't think were gonna come, and uh, you get to do the oh,
1: you're coming (laughs) great.
2: I think people were really excited at the idea of being able to legally drink at camp, yeah. You you didn't have to escape into the woods or anything like that, you could walk (laughs) around with a beer in your hand, was really novel and exciting at the time,
0: yeah. Um, Um, yeah, and we, you know, uh, the
2: night before, like you know, I stayed in a cabin with my friends you know, uh, the guys that we I'd grown up there with. So it was very cool. And then yeah. like school friends who got to come and experience camp for the first time was really neat to, you know, have them see where we had lived every summer. Yeah. Did you and have had... any f-
1: people, family or friends or otherwise who were not camp people who were like, what is this? Why are we here?
2: <laughs> My folks refused to stay on site. They stayed at a hotel. Because there are no TVs in the rooms either at camp or on the retreat side. And my parents just couldn't understand how you could live like that. (laughs) Uh, And then like all of their friends stayed at the same hotel with them. I think your family had like the whole lot. They they all stayed in the retreat side. They were, they were down for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's super fun.
0: Yeah. And then we got to have like, you know, Shabbat camp, which is, you know, a really big part of our camp experience and our friends, you know, led services um we had one of the song leaders um you know play one of our favorite songs you know walking us down the aisle so that was like really special um and then the ceremony was overlooking the lake uh so you know really special
1: that's incredible i want to go back very quickly to the your campers reaction because like nothing made me happier as a staff member than messing with my campers so like <laughs> i I can just so easily picture myself concocting a story that this was all like part of a camp program and not, and not real (laughs) just to mess with them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because, and also there's that whole thing of like, you know, some kids are savvy enough to figure out who their counselors are dating and some are not. And obviously in that environment, it's very different because it's not, you don't have access to like the entire staff. It's just the few people that are staffing the trip um but i feel like that age group campers are typically the the oldest and typically the savviest so they're the ones who know the telltale signs to look out for to figure out like who's dating who uh so for for that to essentially i guess potentially be some sort of mystery the entire summer and then all of a sudden it's not just like a boyfriend it's like oh this person's getting married <laughs> i would have probably had a lot of fun with that is all i'm saying <laughs>
0: Yeah. I think everyone was like in shock. You know, I was in shock. I think my co-staff, they didn't know it was happening. So they were also like in shock. I think being like, what is Brian doing here? Oh, this is like really happening. Um, and, and they were just like, everyone was like really surprised. And I think I remember like some campers being like, yeah, is, is this for real? Like, did this just happen? Like questioning, like, like, is that real? Like, like, in shock.
2: And if you wanted to save $16 on ice cream, a fake proposal in front of the ice cream can is a good way to do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say, I just, I picture getting back on the bus when all is said and done and looking at my campers and being like, I've never seen that person before in my life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's more of a me move, yeah. 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 move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Well, very cool. Well, thank you so much uh, for sharing that. Uh, again, it's just, it's awesome to hear how Camp played a role, not just in your relationship but also, like culminating in such a magical moment, both for the uh, engagement and for the and for the wedding. Uh, it sounds like not not that those experiences aren't memorable enough on their own, uh, but I feel like getting to incorporate something that has such meaning in your lives uh, is very cool. So thank you so much for sharing it.
2: Thanks for having yeah, us. It was fun. Happiness runs in a circular motion. Thought is like a little boat upon the
0: sea. Everybody is a part of everything anyway. You can have everything if you let yourself be. Happiness runs, happiness runs. Happiness runs, happiness runs. Happiness runs.